0: And she was like, I have never met anyone that does what we do. And I was like, I had never met anyone that does what I do or what we do. And so I wonder, and I'm sure that people or girls, we must feel like that. Like a lot of girls must feel like that, right? In our industry, it's like, where the hell are, where's everyone else? Hi, I'm Lucy. And I'm Yasmin. And we started an online community called Ecom Girls Club because we had no friends. Well, no, we had friends, just not friends working in e-commerce, D2C marketing and brand building like us. And now we do. Ecom Girls
1: Club is the first international community exclusively for girls in e-commerce. And we have a lot to say
0: about it. So we started a podcast. We'll be here each week to talk about the highs and lows of entrepreneurship building online business and the problems we face in the e-com industry and we'll
1: also be sharing the stories of the amazing women within our community who are all crushing it so let's get into it well this is an exciting
0: Thursday afternoon in January isn't it Yasmin? It's super exciting doesn't feel like January though never does for me I'm always somewhere not England. I was gonna
1: say Yasmin and I are both allergic to winter it seems Um, but welcome to Econ Girls Club the podcast to our wonderful audience who is
0: hopefully more than just my mum and dad. (laughs) Do you know what though I take a lot of comfort in the idea that nobody's listening because it's just a chat then between you and me like it doesn't matter. I feel like that's the approach with these kinds of things it's like no one's, no, probably no one's going to listen at this point. And if they do, even if one person listens, unreal. And if no one listens, who cares? It's exactly the same as when we started Ecom Girls
1: Club and we were like, if one girl replies to our like in- Instagram story, if one girl replies, then it's been like worth it because we've made a new friend. And we ended up with like 50 girls, 50 girls replying. So I guess like there's quite a good place to start, really, is explaining like why we're here and doing a podcast.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, do we start with that or do we start with a little bit of background on who we are? Because I feel like starting with the, like the background feeds into why we're doing the Ecom Girls Club. For sure.
1: Well, I will let you go first. Yasmin, who
0: are you? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, my background is all brand building, d to c um, I had an agency in London called Elementary for five years, which I ran with my ex, which was at the time great. And it worked while it worked. I think that's a whole story for another time and probably a whole different episode in terms of co-founders. Um, but my agency was brand building and brand creation for influencers, celebrities uh, and talent. Um, my biggest case study is probably Maya Jammer's brand, Midge Masks. Um, and we basically did the whole thing end to end from strategy all the way to warehousing the products. Um, and we had an in-house team and and it was amazing. Loved it. My, to date, one of my proudest achievements was having that agency. Um, after coming away from agency life, which I have n- I'm not going to say never say never, like never going to go back into that. But certainly for now, like I am not going back into agency life and I take my hat off to any... Anyone, male or female, like me, who, <laughs> it, like you, who's going headfirst into it. And But the thing is, it's like you have to have agency experience, I believe, like if in e-com. And you'll hear it from all the big fish. It's like, do your time in agency because it's how you learn. It's, you're on the tools. It's the best way to excel, in, in my opinion. Anyway, did that. Loved it. Came away. Uh, and now well had last year basically just to recalibrate and work out what the hell i wanted to do next um i'm 28 so like again this is a whole other conversation but like not changing career paths but coming away from something that you were so set on doing for so many years and so used to and then thinking what's my next step is a big thing so it took some time to figure that out um last year i also launched a jewelry brand called cloth project So I have that going with a co-founder, Sasha. Um, And I'm also in development now with a beauty brand, which has um, funding and a team, and it's a bit more of a monster. And I'm hopefully gonna launch that this year, but you know, that's taking its time. Um, Aside from that, obviously we've got Ecom Girls Club, which is my absolute like passion project. It's just same as you, Luce. I know we both feel the same on that But It makes me so happy. Same. But yeah that's that's my ramble i think in total i've launched eight with elementary we launched eight d 2 c brands um we were also stocked in retail with a lot of them like holland and barrett uh, harvey nichols um so yeah had a lot of fun and learned a lot so that, that's a bit about me
1: that's a good little summary um i think we've both had it's weird because we've both had really different career paths like so opposite but we both basically in our like 27 to 28 year, we're the same age. I'm also 28. I think there's like a month between us or something. We both basically like completely like pivoted our careers. So it is interesting that it's like around that timing. But my background, I always say I'm like a recovering corporate Karen because I was like fully entrenched in like financial services. I'm going to be the CEO of Giant Bank World for a number of years. I did lots of PA roles, chief of staff roles, comms roles, basically the common theme is I liked working for really like crazy busy, crazy ambitious people and sorting shit out basically <laughs> like across different disciplines and Yasmin will tell you I love to organise now, I, I thrive doing the admin for ecom.
0: <laughs> Club. Yasmin hates it so it works really well um, you're literally like my, my guardian angel when it comes to Alan yes. I'm like Lisa will do it <laughs> oh I hate it so much yeah but I will say that even all the time like even
1: though I was doing like big corporate jobs I've always been I guess what you would call a side hustler literally like the first ever side hustle I had was I literally ran like a do you remember Tamagotchis? oh my god yeah well, throwback yeah I basically in primary school had like some little Tamagotchi pyramid scheme going which ended really, <laughs> really badly but like I was like 10 and realized I could like get better ones but yeah so I've always been one of those people who was doing stuff on the side and I've done loads of random stuff all kind of touched on econ because you know it's easy to do business online or like find ways to make money online so I did everything from a bit of drop shipping I had a sourcing agency at one point like, I remember once I was like finding fridges in Malaysia to sell in the UK, like completely random stuff, but I learned so much doing that. And then eventually I kind of realized that I could do a lot of what I did in the corporate world, in econ world, which I just found so much more fun. So I founded an agency called The Leaf Group and the name <laughs> the name comes from my surname, which is Greenleaf. And I think any business I've ever set up has always had my surname in it a bit. And I also bought all the domains of my surname so that if my brother ever wanted to set up a business, he would have to buy it off me. But um,
0: <laughs> do you know what? I I tried to do that. I am um, tried to buy my doma- my name as my domain name like a month ago and I couldn't do it. But like, I'm sure I don't know if it's me that actually already owns it. Or not? I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, you probably do. You probably bought it like five years ago, literally. But I can't find the logins or anything on GoDaddy. I've just completely, completely screwed up. So someone somewhere, whether it's me or someone else, has YasminSheik.com. What would you end up using that for? I know a lot of people do use their names as their bit, like their full names, like for consultancy agencies and stuff. But anyway, that was a great
1: intro, though. That was, yeah. So, well, now I just, I guess I should like finish what I do now, but the Leaf Group basically provides ops, content and community management services to e-com startups, um, especially when they have lean teams and have many, many problems to solve across different disciplines, but don't want to have 10 different agencies. We can do it from one point of contact and it's so much fun. But as Yasmin said, agency life is hectic because I'm dealing with like eight to 10 brands in one go. And I love it and I get to see so much and learn so much but it gets it gets pretty crazy um but it's the best decision I've ever made and obviously aside from that I'm also busy with Ecom Girls Club which I love and is like the best best accident I definitely didn't intend to have more than one business in 2023 but it's the best thing that could have come from me being randomly in London one summer so yeah Oh, and we should probably
0: say, like, I'm based in Hong Kong. Oh, and I'm based in Dubai. Recently, though, like, from October. So we're recording this in January. Um, I got here in October. But where Lucy and I met was in London, White City House. And it was so random. I was there with my boyfriend, who also knew, like... So through mutual contact, he knows someone... Well, one of your clients, right? Yeah. And it's just... The, the,
1: it's just... It's the weirdest thing. Like, I mean... Uh, it depends where you start with this story, but it really starts with me having a massive hangover on a Monday morning after a wedding at the weekend. And I went to, it was a Soho house in London, literally to hide. I'd never even been to that one before because I live literally 9,000 miles away, but I was just in London for these weddings. Saw my client there who I'd only met in real life once and it was, he never goes to that Soho house either. And then ended up meeting Yaz. Random, right? So Random. But you made a really good point, yeah, the other day about this, about, yeah, it's coincidental, but I'll let you explain. Like, we both put ourselves in
0: positions to meet others, right? So you can... Point is, like, we when we tell this story about how Econ Girls Club started, it's like, oh, it was a chance encounter, and we were both in same place, right place, right time. And, like, all of that is true. But my favourite quote, not to be cliche, is opportunity no no no. luck is fucked up already (laughs) favorite quote luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity i think that's right um but the point is it's like the preparation in that scenario came from both of us putting ourselves in a situation where we were most or more likely to meet like-minded individuals so Instead of just sitting at home, which I know a lot of a lot of us do now in terms of working from home, but instead of just doing that, getting up and out and getting yourself into these co-working places, it's, it was almost like a um, a serendipitous networking opportunity, totally unplanned but just happened, which in my opinion are always the best forms of networking anyway. Um, and we were both just talking to each other because we were the only girls in this like group of boys, these econ bro boys who were all talking about. E and metrics and rum, And we were just like, oh my God. I said to Lucy, I was like, I, well, I guess the conversation, can't remember it verbatim, but when along the lines. I think of, I
1: was whinging. It sounds like I was whinging.
0: We were probably both whinging about having no mates in the industry. <laughs> oh my God, what do you do? It's so nice to meet you. And I was like, let's do this again. And Lucy was like, yeah, I live in Hong Kong. <laughs> I was like, great. Okay. But anyway, the conversation progressed. And literally, like a few hours later, we WhatsApp each other, like, oh my god this is such a good idea like we need i just wish there was something that existed some form of community where people like us could collaborate or just chat and it was lucy i think that said and you said let's just start a whatsapp group and see what happens so we did that and then um in order to actually kind of find people we just literally whacked a story up on our instagrams i mean I've got like 4,000 followers. Lucy, I don't know, a couple of thousand, whatever. We are not... That's very generous, Yasmin. Like, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. I mean, whenever you're under 5k, it's all just the same, right? It's just your mates. It's all just mates. Yeah. So I was like, let's just stick a, a story up. We've got this idea. Any other e-com girls out there, like literally expecting like a, what's it, like a tumbleweed to like fly across the screen. Anyway, long story short, within... 24 hours like you said earlier we had 50 girls in a group chat so that, so that is, how is how it
1: started yeah i was gonna say i think it was like one of those things where i hadn't even realized really that i didn't have friends in equal eco- i'd been like struggling with it because and we've had many conversations and we'll do like a whole episode on like the loneliness of being a founder and all those kind of things but i hadn't even really realized so much that i was literally surrounded by guys I was and obviously my my whole agency runs remotely which is so great but like at the same time it means you do spend a lot of time by yourself and I have I'm I know you're the same I'm so fortunate to have incredible friends who like even if they don't understand what my agency does will cheerlead me all the way when I'm talking about like UGC and like paid media but at the same time it's so it's been so fulfilling to have girls who are on like this, a similar journey to me, basically. Um, and I don't think we really anticipated how much of an impact just like putting that on our stories would have on both of our lives. One hundred percent, pretty incredible. And yeah, it is. I do really agree with your point about luck and putting yourself in those situations. And it it spans more than just with our club, right? I do the same thing even with the leaf group. I don't really do much marketing but I put myself in locations where I know there are going to be econ founders who need my help like co-working spaces Soho house whatever and you meet so many people and I remember even you like in that so house you messaged me I was there another day and you're like can I come and talk to you about user-generated content because I'm launching a brand and like it's just you put yourself in those situations that's so much easier to connect with others and I think yeah, like a chance encounter or maybe it was because we do put ourselves in those places, but it's turned into something of so much value and it just shows like magic happens, right?
0: But I, I do also think like girls are better than guys at this kind of thing. And that's why it works. That's why it's the Econ Girls Club. But I mean, we have guys on our spotlight session calls. We're not anti-men by any means, but 87% 87% of e- Econ brands are founded by guys. So, but that's still, oh my God, my maths, is, this is so embarrassing. That's still 23, no, 13%, right? <laughs> yeah, so. That's still 13%, which across, across all e-com brands, that's still quite a lot of women are founding
1: brands. Industry-wise, it's ahead of other industries. There's more, you know, like there's more female founders in e-com, like percentage-wise than there are in other industries. Yeah. So yeah, it's still an important amount.
0: But I, I think as well, like, that. the point is, there are people out there who are like us. We just didn't know who they were, what they looked like, where they lived. Even if, if they even wanted to be in a group chat, like, I was, my biggest, not concern or fear, because this was just an experiment that's happened to have worked, was that the group chat, well, A, no one would reply to our stories, in which case, like, no love lost. That. Yeah, like, in which case, whatever. Um... And then secondary, we would start this WhatsApp group and after two weeks, it would just die. And I, it's like blown my mind how it's been the complete opposite of that and how much momentum the group has and how every single day it's alive. And I think one of the best things about it is like you can literally, I, I just wish I had this group chat seven years ago when I was first starting my agency. Um, you can put a question in there and within literally two minutes, I think our average response time is like two minutes. You will have an answer from someone in the group with either um, the answer that you're looking for, resource, a person who can help you with it, or just like more knowledge about the thing that you're struggling with. It's like chat but <laughs> it was our group form with girls like us.
1: Yeah, it's so good. And I think, and this is always something from the start when Yasmin and I realized this was actually, you know, a thing and going to be, a big part of our lives, we kind of thought about values and stuff. And one of the really important things was to like encourage everyone to collaborate rather than compete. And it's worked because I mean, there are girls in that group that are direct competitors for my business, for example. And I know you've got there's there's many jewelry brands in there aside from yours, but everyone really does want everyone to succeed, and there's enough space for everyone to have success. And it's so nice, like I I. Um, had a conversation with two girls in our group who absolutely kill it at UGC earlier this week because I, I want to do something similar in Asia. And like they were so, so helpful. We should
0: name drop. Great. We should name drop. That's Daisy and Daisy, Daisy and Liv Content Cloud. from Content Cloud. Content Cloud yeah. An and I also just want to, to your point, there are multiple jewelry brand owners in there, but I've spoken to pretty much every single one of them on a one on one basis who have either come to me for advice or I've gone to them for advice. And we have had WhatsApp chats for days about what we can do. So for instance, ads, like six months ago, I'd never made an ad, I'd never ran an ad, I'd never built a campaign for an ad. It was so, I'm such a novice and I still consider myself a bit of a novice, but I've been on the tools for, yeah, like the last six months with Cloth Project, creating ad content, et cetera, et cetera. But there is still so much that in terms of ad creative, I don't know about. And so I was talking to Rebecca, um, who has Calm Collective, which is a jewelry brand, which relieves anxiety. She founded it, I think, three years ago. She's ran up seven figures last month, uh, last year, purely through ads. And she has been amazing. She's like, you can try this ad, con, this creative, this creative. Have you thought about this? I've just seen this brand doing this ad. Have a look. And it's like, this is unreal advice that I would not be able to get my hands on anywhere else without paying a lot of money for it. Um, and it's all for free because that's the point. We collaborate, we don't compete, but it's mutually beneficial. And I don't know, it's just, for me, it's like an absolute, it's just gold dust for sure. And I think the other
1: thing that's really important to kind of highlight is, I mean, and my like extreme organising tendencies mean that I've kept a spreadsheet of every time someone has done something amazing in not great. That's very long, but um, that's really cool. I didn't know you'd done that, or did I know that? I do a lot of admin you don't know about, yes, (laughs) (laughs) because I know you in the nicest possible way, I know you're not going to look at it, (laughs) so I'm just like, (laughs) but um, yeah, the other thing that's like come up time and time again is actually girls within the group who kind of do freelance work getting opportunities. I mean, I think I have. I've got friends outside of the group who have been looking for social media managers because they have like quite sizable followings in everything from like the fitness industry to yoga, all these things, DJs. And we have so much talent in that group that I was able to send like three or four names across straight away and like know and vouch for them, which is really cool. And yeah, it's it's been great. And, you know, I've got members of my team are in Ecom Girls Club, which is awesome as well. And I think that's it's been great to like be able to help people find good client matches. Like I sent someone I know in Hong Kong to our friend Bella, who's in the group who runs an agency called let's fearlessly grow, which do like landing pages and paid media and absolutely kill it. And it's just, it's so nice to have like this network,
0: um, So I was actually with Isabella. because She's in Dubai at the moment. And this leads me on to my next point about, um, or our next point about events like offline and the community itself. Like what do we actually do? Um, So Isabella's here in Dubai at the moment. She's been here for the month of Jan. Um, And last weekend, we did a 5K founders run along Kite Beach. A couple of other Ecom girls joined. We're doing another one on Saturday. Um, Love Isabella, by the way. She's, She's such a ledge. Um, but the point I'm making here is we do or we try to do a lot of in-person events. So taking the group chat offline and the whole point of that is like ultimately e-com by definition is online, right? Like we live our lives behind our screens. And I think this, this is a pain point that applies to every single person or the majority of people now, whether you are in e-com or not specifically for e-com we're always behind our laptops and so what we really want to do and where we see the most benefit and value is when we get together and we're in person with other girls so like we did our first offline event in oh my god when even was it loose september it was in august no it was august
1: i flew to london for it from um, portugal because i was like wasn't gonna miss it yeah i'm trying to think we did i did one in hong kong which was brilliant yeah And we've got another one coming up in Hong Kong right at the start of February, which I'm very excited about with way more girls involved, which is awesome. Um, I know you've got one in the diary
0: as well, right? Yes. So I've got a breakfast with um, Isabella and so her agency, Let's Fearlessly Glow and Ecom Girls Club are essentially collaborating, which basically means we're bringing her network and the Ecom Girls Club together and, and it'll be a breakfast founders breakfast not just a founders breakfast but a breakfast for agency owners marketers d2c econ girls uh in london at the end of february so like we do loads of stuff like this and we'll, we will continue to do more and more that's kind of the point mainly of the group just bringing everybody together and building that community it is one of those things as well it's evolved so naturally
1: and I don't know about you but I'm pretty sure it's the same like I get people coming up to me all the time being like wow that's so cool what you're doing like can I be involved and it's so nice to be able to help people like I just love being able to bring people together and create connections and yeah, yeah I think you make a really good point as I mentioned earlier like doing stuff offline is so important as well because I I could it, I mean like I'm sure you're this well to a certain extent I could literally run my entire agency without leaving my flat for a week you know if I really wanted to. And it's so important to have those things that kind of encourage you to be in real life with your friends instead of just picking up FaceTime
0: or whatever. I honestly didn't think there would be enough of us. Like, I didn't think, you know, I had a conversation with a girl called Chloe who's in product development, beauty product development, the other day. Um, She's here in Dubai. She's just joined Ecom Girls Club as well. And she was like, I have never met anyone that does what we do. And I was like, I had never met anyone that does what I do or what we do. And so I wonder, and I'm sure that people or girls, we must feel like that. Like a lot of girls must feel like that, right? In our industry. It's like, where the hell are, where's everyone else? Um, I mean, we obviously felt like that because that's why we started this thing. That was obviously the risk is like, is there anyone else? But clearly there are, there are, there are loads of people. Um, So I think for me, it's brought me a lot of reassurance as well. Just like having that community and knowing, Knowing there are other people in the same boat and on that same path, yeah. it's like actually I was just thinking about this the other
1: day. I hadn't met an agency owner who was female before Econ Girls Club, which is mad. But I'd never met an I agency had. owner that was uh, yeah, yeah, never.
0: Oh, I have in um, I have in PR. Like I feel like PR agency owners are generally female. So like, but that's that's actually it. So yeah, that's it. Everyone else is just guys. For sure. I mean, this is my favorite
1: thing. Like, so people in e-com will know that Twitter is thriving in e-com world, like, or X, whatever you want to call it. But if you go onto Twitter and you look for e-com people, easy to find. That's actually how my agency started, which is a whole nother story for another time, literally on Twitter. But there are no girls on there. The only girls on there in e-com land is like UGC creators, so content creators. But generally speaking, it is a very male-dominated Twitter environment. And it's so interesting because I'm like, and we now know there are girls, but no one's on Twitter. But all the guys are on Twitter. All of them have big following.
0: Why do we think that is, though? Like, why are girls not on Twitter? Like, for me, the reason that I'm not on Twitter, or X, we should probably call it X, is because I go on it and all I see is econ bros talking about how much money they're making. I don't care. Like, I actually don't care. And the reality is none of these numbers are real. They're all inflated and they're all just swinging their dicks around. Like, I just don't care. So that's why I don't go on X. Um, However, I agree with you wholeheartedly that there is so much potential value within that platform in terms of like, you can find some gems and some really good opportunities, but I don't know. There's, I'm just like, ugh, it gives me the ick. Maybe it's because I'm following the wrong people. But like, what was it that Emma from Saw said the other day? The worst thing X ever did was add that. Was it like people like you or people? Yeah, Yeah, so you get. (laughs) (laughs) Just more of the same Twitter bros or Ecom bros. Yeah, but like, I think you're right. It would be cool if more people, more Ecom girls were on the platform. But we're just not or they're just not. No,
1: like, I mean, I'm only on it because throwback to covid times in hong kong people may remember you got locked in a hotel room for like two weeks and like when i say locked in like you couldn't open a window it was mad people may remember Um, it was it was absolutely (laughs) wild so dystopian but i got twitter because i was bored because obviously i was locked in a hotel room for two weeks um and yeah, that's when I kind of really discovered like the whole e-com world and actually by coincidence followed someone who is now was my first client, same person who connected us originally and Matt, shout out to Matt. And um, yeah, like that's how I kind of got into e-com and started learning about it, to be honest. But yeah, no girls. I was just like, why is it it's just boys everywhere? But now then obviously, like I realized there were girls on Instagram and like Yaz you do a pretty good job I think of showcasing what it's like to run a brand there are some girls who are really good at like showing what e-com is about and we're hoping to do that with our social media as well we already showcase our members as much as possible because some of their stories are just so crazy and so cool and so inspiring Um, so yeah like I mean we'll We'll plug it at the end of the podcast anyway, but go follow Econ Girls Club on Twitter to see... not Twitter. Well, you can follow us on oh, Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you could no do. But follows us. But if you follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn, you'll actually see what's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I also just want to note, like, we I don't want to bash guys or Econ Bros because I have learned so much from them at the same time. Like, so much. Like, I, I really do look up to incredible brands like... Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it's worth the name the world, right? Like Gymshark, Huel, um, Huel. Like obviously, I'm biased with other certain brands, but I really like. I do, I do look at like Hairburst. It just, I'm, I'm inspired by brands like that every single day, um, and these are all male founded, and like, it's not about. It's not even, it's not about competing with guys ever. It's like, I just feel like girls are a lot more transparent often. We're both fairly
1: transparent, right? Like uh, someone in the group called me the other day and she was like, how are you? I was like, not thriving, you know, not thriving. Everything's going wrong because it's just how it is. Like when you're running a business of any kind, you know, whether it's e-com or not, it's hard. Like it's not easy. Um, And I will say to your point about like the guys we know, in like the econ community and stuff again like i had no idea what all the different acronyms meant like two years ago like cat grow whatever and they taught me everything i know literally and let me sit in on calls and you know i've got there's agency founders that i work alongside for different brands and they are so great if i'm ever like hey can you just explain to me how this works they're always so happy to jump on a call And I would also say that there are plenty of male founders who have been extremely supportive of Ecom Girls Club as well and want to get the girls and their teams involved and are happy to come and speak to our community about, you know, Ecom finance like Seamus or paid ads like Ollie. So
0: yeah, we do have, we're lucky we're surrounded by really good people who we can learn from as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a blessing, Um, but I completely agree with you. Like the fact that I've launched so many DTC brands and didn't know what ROAS meant, Return on ad spend for anyone who's wondering. Oh yeah, return on ad spend, or like like you say like CPA or even AOV like average order value Post-brand whatever position. It, I feel like we should do like a little Instagram like um yeah real
1: run but through of is, all like, the acronyms. I'm
0: I'm actually I'm not in. I've been in conversations before with um people in e-com and like I've been sat at a table and it like a joke has been made about people who. Like, a, I think it was a joke it was like, oh, God, imagine launching a brand. It's like launching a brand and not doing paid ads. And I was literally sat there like, I've done that so many times. <laughs> but <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> the, the the classic, you don't know what you don't know. And just like, don't be afraid to admit you don't. like the most powerful words for, in my opinion, are I don't know, just I don't know. Like, it's fine to not know these things. But what's not fine is to know that you don't know and then not do anything about it. You gotta push yourself, like you gotta learn. You gotta, if you don't know something, there's a way to figure it out, whether it's Google or For whether sure. it's Econ Girls Club. <laughs> um For sure. Like just
1: ask the question. And there's this other thing that I've been trying to live by this year as I like become the best version of myself, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> is um, I read this thing about going first. Don't laugh at well, it's quite funny, but like, um, yeah, that I read this thing and I can't remember the full thing, but basically it's about going first, like be first, ask the first question, say hi first to someone, like just just do it because like the, the return on it is net positive overall, you know, and it's so true and like I try and I've been trying to do that over the past few weeks and just ask the question, like say hi, like if there's someone that I know I need to be connected with, just send them a message on LinkedIn, you know, like all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, because I know and I'm sure you know like if anyone ever asks me for advice on like setting up a business or how to structure an agency I'm always happy to help and have a coffee and stuff like pay it forward you know like a girl the other day came up to me and just asked she was like can you just tell me like what you do in a day like running your agency and I was like yeah of course like you know because she had no idea and she just wanted to know so she could like understand it better and stuff and yeah I think it's like always make time for people because you never know
0: when they're going to turn up either. I always think. I I completely agree with you. It's like all these things about karma and law of attraction. You can do something for someone, whether it's a 20-minute conversation or a 5-minute conversation or whether you deliver an entire brand for them. It doesn't really matter with the scale of it. You can do someone a favor and I can guarantee that that will come back around in some way, shape or form, whether it's direct business from that individual or someone they know or whatever it might look like, the law of attraction there is is really powerful. And I think that the more open-minded you can be, the more you invite those opportunities in. That said, I think there is also a very fine line and I've kind of been experiencing that this week with mad, mad overwhelm of people and a lot of people wanting my time and you probably feel the same and it's like i try and give it as freely and as much as i can but i think there there also is a line between like god i don't know you want to give and give and help but like also you also have to have boundaries as well about how much time you are giving um but i'm still figuring that out i don't i don't really know how to do that but yeah i think that's just kind of the way it yeah, goes yeah I think so and I think you know
1: I would say in our, our community like many founders of uh, people in to see everything a lot of driven ambitious women and people who like really go for it which is amazing like I love surrounding myself with people like that because you're a product of your environment right but at the same time I think it then yeah as you say you can over overwhelm yourself I do it all the time have meltdowns all the time we've had Yasmin and I have a weekly call where we talk about Ecom Girls Club and like every so often there's one where we're like one of us therapy. is having a complete meltdown <laughs> therapy <something>. session. <laughs> someone's almost crying like and it's just it is, it is the nature of the beast but you do have to look after yourself and I think by the time this this episode is out we'll have had it but our like monthly spotlight session which we run every month for this month is literally based around purpose-driven goals and burnout because I think there's some crazy statistic I can't remember it about like the rate of founders getting burnout is like way higher than like x amount of other people or something that was not a great example but you see my point (laughs) um and yeah I think that's one thing that we're trying to like provide to our community as well as like as well as helping with e-com it's also about like how to build the best life for yourself and how to help each other build the best lives because we all love what we do love e-com love d2c love brand building obsessed with startups blah 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 but at the same time it's like you can't pour from an empty cup right it's a demanding industry to be in and it yeah. gets pretty crazy um so yeah you have to look after yourself because like when you don't that's when it all goes like horribly wrong
0: from experience, anyway. <laughs> Yeah. And the thing is with burnout, I mean, this is a whole different conversation and episode, but the thing with burnout is it creeps up on you. Like you don't know you're burning out until you get to the point where you're like, literally waking up in tears. Like that's been me at times where I'm like, why am I crying? I don't even know why I'm crying. And Lucy, you know, my housemate said to me yesterday, she was like, are you dukes?" So because I had a meltdown yesterday. I was like, it was just horrendous. My laptop broke. We were in the middle of recording. It was just like a lot of other things happened it wasn't just that but anyway my housemate was like are you due on like is it time of the month and I was like frantically checking my health app hoping that it was that's that was the explanation and it was not the explanation I was still like weeks away so I was like oh god I'm just no I'm just I'm just overwhelmed and you're right it's like you can't pour from an empty cup you have to prioritize yourself first um And I think finding that balance between helping yourself and helping others can be quite difficult. But this is where the group chat works wonders because there's always multiple people who are able to help on any one request or question. Um, So you can kind of share the load, which is great. I think so.
1: And I almost think that's like quite a nice place for us to stop for today. I think this has been like a, a very like quick overview of the kind of stuff we talk about. We've got a lot of interesting discussions coming up we hope to have guests on as well i think next time we're going to be talking about solo founding a business versus co-founding a business and we've also got episodes in store on loneliness and burnout but we also would like to hear suggestions from the community and from anyone
0: listening as well yasmin anything else to add no but just i mean any feedback is is welcome i think to your point any topics in particular that you'd like us to cover we want to hear from you um and yeah hopefully we get one listener loose that would be amazing wouldn't it (laughs) look we've
1: got through this first one no one's laptop's broken producer james who is an angel will be very proud of us (laughs) um but yeah i think thank you for listening and hopefully see you next time bye see you next
0: time bye If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And to get involved with Ecom Girls Club, search for at Ecom Girls Club on Instagram. And if you feel like taking your Instagram stalking one step further, we
1: are both also on Instagram at Yasmin Sheik and at Lucy CG.